This is Heavy Radio 43. You have Marco Battaglia here and Jeremy Hall coming at you with an, a kick-ass guest, Ralph Sheepers of Ralph Sheepers Vocal Works, Primal Fear, Gamma Ray, Tyron Pace, lots of badass guest appearances throughout the years. It is awesome to have you joining us, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. And ralphsheepers.com, is that the best place for people to catch up with you these days? Yes, absolutely. I know the double E is always a problem for native English-speaking people because <laughs> E is always E, of course. <laughs> but it's all right. Ralph Sheepers, it's all right, yes. Skaters, <laughs> they <stay> in Holland. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, what, uh, so what have you been working on most recently? What have you been doing? Oh, that's a secret. I can't tell you. <laughs> Ooh, it's a it's I, I something. Do many, yeah, something I do not many, announced yet. Not announced yet, but it's really amazing. So it just recently, really, it's a few days ago, I sung a track for a great project. So we will all gonna learn about it maybe next year then, because the year is only a month to go. And you know, uh, yeah, several projects I sing for. As you know, I'm offering this as a uh, um opportunity to book me for a song in my portfolio as well so that's um i'm basically very busy i have 13 13 songs to sing this year so it's quite quite busy and i'm happy about it you, awesome. i'm in a lucky position to still uh, make a living out of music you know <clears throat> yeah no and i know you do so you do some uh vocal instruction as well right I'm also teachers. Yes, I'm vocal uh, vocal coach. Uh, I work on a music on, on a music school on Wednesdays <clears throat> because they asked me. Basically, uh, I, I was off. I was out of school five years ago because I was so busy, and I still am busy. But uh, the the boss asked me if I want to come back because the teachers just canceled, and I'm, I'm she's on emergency. So I said yes. I'm going to help you out, and now I'm. I'm permanently booked again on Wednesdays. <laughs> How do you like oh. doing that teaching? Oh yes, I also do online teaching. I like very, I like it very much to share my experience. And you know, at the beginning when I was starting to be self-employed, that's quite eleven, eleven years ago again now. I was not sure if I can do this because sometimes to do this on your own is is different. It's, it's a different uh, story than telling people what they supposed to do and, and give them hints and tricks but over the years i've learned and i got the feedbacks because you always do lessons learned whatever you do and the feedback is great you know so people are really happy and and, and uh, grateful for for learning from my experience and I'm, I'm happy that i can give a little bit for myself <laughs> from a from a technique side of things when you first started singing did you did you come from a more professional vocal side of things or did you just kind of come up with it on your own and then get into that later? That's a great question. And yes, I did learn a lot for myself, learning uh, shouting loud in the rehearsing studios where the amplifiers were playing on 11. <laughs> so as a vocalist, and of course I had my PA, but it was a, pity, a shitty PA, PA system at the time. So I was always pushing hard which is not always the best, but I learned a lot from uh, pushing for my diaphragm and learned a lot for, over, over the years. And then, of course, now as a teacher, I'm also, uh, I read many books and I, I, I saw some YouTube videos as well. I'm an, I, basically, I'm in a network a little bit with some vocal teachers from America as well, Jamie Vandera, and uh, we exchange also experiences 
And it's a very, very interesting uh, topic, uh, the voice box and everything. So you never stop learning, even now. That's awesome. The the students that you have, um, what, what like what age ranges are they in? Is it everybody or? Yes, it's basically everybody. I, I teach all over the world. I have uh, students from Argentina, from America, from Sweden, from even from New Zealand wow. on Skype. And in the vocal school I'm working, there's there's basically like really young kids are coming in. They're so great talented. They they learn a lot. They learn from hearing, and and that's what I always say. The ear is is somehow teaching you much. If you hear good singers, if you hear good music, it's teaching you a lot as well to listen to stuff. And basically, the, the kids there are from 11 to to 17. And that's just great, you know, to to bring younger kids to sing. It doesn't have to be only heavy metal. Singing is like everything, you know. It's like from opera to pop to to metal to growling to everything. <laughs> that's great. That's got to be a lot of fun. I can I can just picture that. I've I've done a small amount of teaching, you know. You, you learn guitar, so you think you can teach guitar. And I uh, taught some younger kids, and it was just a lot of fun. It's, it's yeah, very fun seeing, seeing them learn. Especially when you got a lot of talent, there's some some of them are really you, sh you should go to the voice, uh, the voice kids. And that's what they do. They they really apply for the voice kids here and there. And they're great talented. Yeah, that's great. Um, I also see you know, on your your website, you do deal with like doing file processing, um, it, this the studio side of things. When, when did you get into that? Basically, after we were in Canada uh, mixing our album Seven Seals, basically that's where I, I bought Pro Tools in Canada. <laughs> but now it all this is how many years? Sixteen years ago now, and since that I learned a lot as well on that side. So I'm I'm now having other stuff. I have uh, I don't want to do any uh, advertising here, but I got the the brand newest iMac. I've got universal audio stuff going on now, and now I'm working on Logic Pro. So yes, over the years I learned a lot, and and that's only great. It's a great motivation to if you have good stuff, good gear. It's a great motivation to to write music and and to write songs. And that's what happened the last last year basically even more since i'm up i upgraded my system and i'm just like a child on christmas every day here <laughs> now for for yourself um when you're recording you know your own work do you prefer like doing that on your own at home in the home studio or or like, like i've heard other vocalists say it's like now i have to get out of my environment i need to go to the studio and they need to be produced or what, yeah does that work for you does that help no, since I'm recording on my own here, I never go want to go in. And it was a great. I, it comes from a learning period when I learned uh, with Gamma Ray back in the days when we recorded in the studio. As a team, you learn also so many things, and I don't want to miss that out. So, um, but nowadays I'm only recording at home in my studio. Even with Primal Fear, we swap files here and there. The guys send me in their ideas and say, hey, "Ralph, uh, we need lyrics and, and melodies here." Or sometimes even Matt and and some of the other guys also make proposals of melodies and, and lyrics already. And sometimes the song is basically finished and they send it to me to sing. But that's pretty diverse. We work. Sometimes they send me in playbacks and, and, and say, Ralph, we have five songs. That's all your stuff. You can do whatever you want. But uh, now I'm also collecting ideas. I'm not a great guitar player, but, you know, I'm just 
collecting my rudimental ideas and everybody's got a drum machine nowadays to to program and some tools here and there to record the bass and the, and the guitars and i come up with my own ideas as well so that's how we work but to come back to your question uh, nowadays i'm only singing in my studio because i'm really 100 percent focused on what i do and i only send stuff out when whenever i am 100 percent satisfied with the result basically back in the days it was a little bit of a compromise i always was not satisfied but uh, uh, if we if we wouldn't go on, maybe I would sing, st still be in the studio singing because I was a satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so that can be also very tricky sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. We uh, we like to go back to the roots when we talk to people. And uh, so, do you recall when you kind of first crossed paths with rock and roll or heavier music? Like, what was that experience for you? Yeah, I mean, back in the days when Sweet came up, that was already a little bit of a rock and roll issue. Man. I mean, yeah. we had the, the, the whether there was the side of ABBA and the other side was Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but now I really also worship ABBA a lot because they're great composers. But my direction was more the Sweet stuff and, and, um, and the rock, the more the more rock and roll stuff. And, and, and that basically was the period of time when I got into rock and roll and later it was then uh heavy metal with iron maiden Jews priest all the new wave of british heavy metal stuff and and of course all the german bands like scorpions and accept and so forth so uh that was the period of time when when it totally knocked knocked me off in terms of that's my genre because i get goosebumps up and down listening to it right <laughs> awesome and so one of the first bands that you started putting out records with that was tyron pace correct and exactly. do you recall where i i know i had this video game when i was a kid called gradius and there was a character named tyron a, like a mech character named tyron pace does that name come from something or maybe oh. they were listening to your music and and came I up with that i think it was that this in this case it was this way around because uh, tyron pace was something really it was invented even before I joined the band. So I, I think it was 81 when they came up with the name. Yeah, that game, I think, was 85 or 86. So maybe uh, they were listening to yeah. the band and, and named the boss character yeah, after that. Maybe yeah. that was the case, yes. <laughs> Basically, that was my first uh, record recording band, yes. And I remember I was learning my job at the time, and I did night, night shifts in the studio singing and go went back to work the very very next morning that was a hard hard phase of my life but uh it was all worth it in the end <laughs> yeah and i guess with that uh, we have other questions but they kind of coincide with our our heavy radio playlist tracks so we'll get yeah. get into those because my first one is actually from tyron play tyron pace the first track is Shockwaves that i'm oh. adding to the heavy radio playlist Oh, okay. you have any recollection of that song in that time period? Yes, I mean, um, you know, compared to now, sound-wise, I'm really not satisfied because that was really sounding, my voice sounds like a mosquito. <laughs> it's really, and so razor sharp. I'm not very happy with the productions of these days, but it was the learning phase. It was uh, also getting to know your voice in the studio because that's always different. When, you know, everybody said you sound so much better live than on the album, and that had a reason because we're, we're not so really we're not aware of the studio technique. We were 
relying on the people who were who were do, recording us. And and from the perspective from nowadays, they they don't they didn't have so much of a plan. <laughs> so that's the results. Uh, but of course, the, the the songs are pretty heavy. They're really 80s metal, but the sound is, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and there are still people that really crank it all around the world. You'll get comments still on old old tracks and saw yes. some from, from Japan. I know through different parts of career, your career, you actually got to perform in some awesome venues in Japan. What, uh, what were some of your takeaways from playing shows in, in Japan? Well, Japan is always just really overwhelming. I mean, the first time I was there in the 90s was just amazing when when we filled the, the Kosei Nenkin Hall three three nights in a row with 5,000 people. That was just uh, overwhelmingly impressive. Me as a young boy of 20, of being 25 at the time, you know, so that was just great. <laughs> wow. Is wow. is it true that they that they still are a very like quiet crowd? Yes, that was something. This is something really unique to Japan. They're really disciplined and everything because they have their their the guys, security guys, really are strict and and, and really, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, and that comes from that phase because they're really disciplined and everything. And all of a sudden, when the show starts, it's like an explosion. The people go nuts and in between the songs, and it's always something like when you uh, stop a song, it's loud, and all of a sudden it's quiet again. This is really unusual because you're when you do did, did conscious, I have to say from from now. So yeah. when you're conscious, you always is always loud, and the J- Japanese people are blasting loud and then all of a sudden really silent again <laughs> jeremy um, what's the what's the first song you're adding to the playlist um well i i definitely wanted to add one um in you know in favor of our guest today and i i first heard any of your music with primal fear and i still go back to that first primal fear album and today actually right now is uh the brazilian grand prix is running so oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna add Formula One. Cool, very good, great. <laughs> I, I I just discovered Formula. Well, I mean I knew it was there, but I just got into it this year with something that came on to Netflix and really enjoy it. And I've been thinking about that song every time the races come on. It reminds cool. me of that song, and I'll be watching that later on today. So yeah. is that something you're into, or are you a fan of that? Absolutely, that's why I wrote the song. Basically, that that song is. My lyri- the lyrics and the melody are from for me and uh, the reason because I was a Schumacher fan I still am but, but you know we all know what's going on nowadays so that was the Schumacher phase when I was you know when, when I was 24/7 watching out for any news about Formula One and and I watched every race even in the night times you know from Australia and in Japan I was on the television and watched everything even the even the, uh, the the trainings and everything you know so I watched everything with Michael Schumacher I was a great fan of Michael Schumacher so that's the reason why uh, that song came up <laughs> nice it's a great song it's super inspiring I mean it, it yeah it's, it's it's got the V12 sound on it. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. At the beginning. Yeah. They they don't sound like that anymore. They're half True. the cylinders and they're hybrids now too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, Ralph. What's the first song that you are adding to the heavy radio playlist? Well, you guys asked before three old and, and two new songs. What do you want? Yes. To do? You want awesome. to do the old? Yeah, we can. St- well, I, we both started off with some older songs, so we'll go with that. 
Okay, so my first one is, uh, of course, from Judas Priest, Beyond the Realms of Death. It was pretty much pretty inspiring. Oh, yes. I love that song. That, that's, that has to be in my top five for one of the best guitar solos I've ever heard is in that yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah, amazing. Have yeah. you... Have you um, well, I... I saw you in 2003 with Primal Fear on the Metal Gods tour. And I mm-hmm. believe it's Halford's incarnation. I think that yeah. was him. And uh, I was actually, I believe it was opening night. It was in Chicago. You guys showed up, I think, like <laughs> five minutes after you were supposed to be on <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know why, I can tell you. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you about that, if there was any interesting story there. And then since you mentioned Priest, I know you're a fan. Have, have you got to work with him in any capacity that, that you can talk about? First of all, the Chicago show, we were that was the first show of the tour, the tour. And we just arrived at the airport and nobody picked us up. We were, we were there and the guys, I think we have a show in about an hour or so. And the guy who was supposed to pick us up, he was there already in the in in, in on the airport in the airport. And he said, "I saw you guys, but I thought you needed a little rest after arriving." And no, we were in a hurry. You got to do that show. So we were driving in the nightliner bus um, to the show, and I, w- I was warming up my voice because I always needed. I didn't sleep. I can't sleep on those planes, so I, I warmed up my voice in the bus, jet lag from hell. And, you know, we were almost changing clothes already in the bus, but we, we didn't. We, we came to the venue and said, oh, here comes the here comes the band from Stuttgart. That was Jim Silver, the, 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 the tour manager from Halford. I think he's still uh, in charge now with Priest. But anyway, he was there. Oh, here comes the band from Stuttgart. You guys have 15 minutes. Set <laughs> <laughs> up the gear and, and everything, you know, so that was really close. And that's why we started late. And I remember then we were in a hustle, change clothes and everything. The, the the technicians were building up the stage, the gear as far as they could in 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. and, and uh, then the the curtain went up, the intro was on, and the guitar screamed, "My gear doesn't work!" You know, and, <laughs> and we had to plug stuff. But but the show was started. That was a rush from hell, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show. That was a favorite. That's one. That's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we we enjoyed it because I, as a vocalist, I I like those first shows, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my next track I'm adding to the playlist actually comes from Sheeper, your solo album, 2011. It's Remission of Sin, oh. and this one was featuring Tim Owen. So I know you have definitely some history with priest where they were considering you when they needed to replace Halford. So you've played shows with Halford. You were in the top 10 for people in the world that might front Judas priest. And then you had Tim Owens on, on, on this track with you. And what was it like working with, with Tim on remission of sin? Yeah. Working. That was the period of time when we already swapped files on the internet. So that was not working in one studio, but I met Tim and of course, what a fantastic vocalist he is. And he, um, he got the job and that was absolutely right because he was the man and he really still is. So, um, yeah. So, um, there was no bad, bad blood or anything because, um, people sometimes see this as a competition. It maybe is a little, it, but we more see it as being colleagues and being the same heavy metal family and that's how we that's how we look on it and and, and so so 
yeah so we spoke a lot i met him many times on the road and also then again at some shows and stuff so nice buddy nice nice guy and what a fantastic singer so absolutely great great yeah awesome what's your next track jeremy uh i went back to um i believe this album came out right about now in 1984 going way back to deep purple perfect strangers amazing stuff great great song and uh, I, I actually came across an interesting story recently um but both mark and i are in iowa here in the states and there was a uh, someone impersonating richie blackmore <laughs> borrowed a porsche from somewhere uh-huh. wrecked it, uh and apparently pe- the then the authorities were looking for the band and richie blackmore about this porsche but they were in san francisco playing a show that <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't them but no okay I, Ozzy bit the head off the bat here, and someone impersonating Blackmore stole a Porsche. The, the last time, actually, that I saw both of, uh, Priest and Deep Purple, they were playing together here in Iowa a couple summers ago. So it was an awesome, an awesome pairing. Great. Yes, I have. I had played with um, Ian Gillen on the Rock Mix Classic tour here in Germany, and uh, I was in the choir in the background. And we did, we did Perfect Strangers, so that was really oh, a great, yes. great, amazing story to do it with the original vocalist, you know, that's that's just great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What's the next song you're adding to the playlist, Ralph? I've got this uh, Dio song, All the all, all the Fools Sailed Away. Oh, yes. That's just a very nice melody and what a great heavy song that is. And Dio was god he still is <laughs> i mean yeah you can't see me but i'm wearing a dio shirt right now it's from a strange highways <laughs> album yeah but yeah the uh all the fools sailed away what a, a great song yes definitely the there's it's dio but it's like the effect of an, a chorus out of just one man <laughs> absolutely true yeah. <laughs> awesome have excellent track to add to the heavy radio playlist on spotify and youtube dio all the fools sailed away my next track comes from one of your guest appearances over the years. It is Tribuzi, and the song is called Nature of Evil. And uh, there was, let's see, a lot of uh, a lot of badass guests on this album. So on the album, you're there with Kiko, who's now in, in Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was lead guitar on most of the songs on that album. But Bruce Dickinson was on a different track. Michael Kiske, and then you and, or actually, yeah, you and Matt Sinner were on Nature of Evil with Dennis Ward on bass. What, what do you recall from that uh, that track? Oh, I basically do more recall the live shows we did with Tribusi, and that, that was in Sao Paulo in 2005. Was it 2005? I think in that, that, in that period of time, and yeah. uh, meeting Bruce and everything. But we didn't talk music so much. We talked about technical stuff and he well, was so much into flying and pilot and everything and I and he understood that I was still working at the time as a technician as well I had to do with uh, car electronic systems and we talked even more about that than any music stuff so and I, I recall doing the outdoor outdoor kart race in Brazil with him and that was a really great great moment when we flew around the circuit with Bruce Dickinson <laughs> nice wow That'd be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? Can you tell us? Since, since you're into cars, you're from Germany. Can yeah. you tell us what you drive? Yeah, and now, now it's boring. I have not even a German car. 
uh, I have a Nissan, but I used to have a Porsche. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan of the cars from your, your area of the world. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my family is from Modena in Northern Italy. So we have some, uh, one family member, um, works and well they work in a couple of the big factories there so it's they they work on some pretty awesome machinery <laughs> ferrari stuff one's ferrari yeah and uh yeah so it's uh lots of cool stuff they get to get their hands on cool <laughs> yeah one's at ferrari the other's at maserati oh cool that's also right <laughs> yeah what's that so what's your next track jeremy um for Switching to new ones, um, I, I had to put one off the new Iron Maiden. Um, went with cool. the writing on the wall, which has an amazing video with it. I don't know if you've seen that or not. They did a, an animated video for it. Yeah, seen it, yeah. yeah. Cool. cool stuff. Great song. I really enjoyed it. I was a big fan of Adrian Smith and Richie Kotzen's album that they put out also, um, just mm-hmm. called Smith Kotzen, and it, it felt like you could hear more of that side of adrian in this song which i thought was interesting and i really enjoy his songwriting um so yeah we really really like that one yeah um a couple episodes ago we had john gallagher from raven they're actually going to be touring playing a show here in our neck of the woods uh, this coming monday so very soon we'll be there monday night and he mentioned just a comment like you know when when Judas Priest and Iron Maiden do good, like the whole heavy metal community is, it's good for everyone. And I think, you know, so many people were inspired by those bands and fans of them before they got their own start. So I think it, it really makes a lot of sense that way. And yeah, I've been <clears throat> cranking that track a lot. What do you got, Mark? my next track so i think i i put one of my newer ones earlier but i'm going back back away is now with gamma ray 18 years from insanity and genius wow i believe this is one of the tracks that you you wrote the lyrics and some of the music to ralph yes true i remember i still have the full track machine here (laughs) i did that on cassette as as my uh idea for for the album and the guys liked it so we did it I remember that one, yeah. Awesome. What's, um, where are we, Ralph? What's your next track for the playlist? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Crocus. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. And I got the song Headhunter. Awesome. Yeah. I think the first time I heard of Crocus, they were, <laughs> I think the, Someone in Crocus was either in or referenced in one of Adam Sandler's early movies. It was a really low-budget movie, and I can't remember if it was is it Mark Storis, I think, something like yeah. that. But I think he was – I can't remember if he was in it or referenced in it. But then I looked up that Screaming in the Night, and that's like yeah, – that perfect. always sticks with me. That vocal melody is just amazing. Night. <laughs> Yes. And I walked around with a guy of the same thing. I, I also was walk on, on Rockwood's Classic as a choir, and, and, and Mark was he's just a great common guy like we all are. You know, we were just walking around in Basel, his hometown, and he said, oh, tomorrow we have this kind of trash. I got to bring out my ton with trash. <laughs> we were walking around with such an amazing, grounded uh, kind of person. This is just really nice, you know, to meet the guys. Uh, you're, you're somehow 
your role models over the years and finding out they're so great human beings. You know, it's just, just amazing in, in, the, in this business to see that we really are one family and it has a reason because we all grounded somehow, you know. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's I think that's one thing that has, you know, kept me such a fan of heavy metal from being a kid listening to it the first time to an adult. Now it's like it's just really a family uh, wherever you go on the, the planet. And it just uh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. So that's why we do the, the heavy radio. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone in, in this kind of music seems very approachable. Back to that that Chicago show I mentioned. I remember standing in front of the, your guitar players, having a Heineken with them at the at the bar afterwards. I don't think I could understand anything they could say, and I don't yeah. know if they understood anything <laughs> I could say. But we, we smiled, we clinked beers, we all, we all knew why we were there, and yeah. it was great. Sometimes it's it's not easy because sometimes you have the occasions when you got the securities and when you got many people on the festival, and of course they somehow because sometimes it's getting too much when too many people come at once, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. and you can't be somehow a family member anymore because it's getting too much. You know what I mean? And sometimes they really. Um, the security does sometimes uh, their job and pushes them away or whatever because uh, yeah that's it's all all secure security point of thing you know right. it's got to be safe yeah <laughs> um my my next track um i realized i skipped one of my old ones um song called revolution maker by a band called spread eagle it came uh-huh. out in 93 um, and this one kind of went under the radar. Uh, I think that I don't know how many people have heard of that band still, but it's one of those they kind of popped up during all the hair metal stuff, but it wasn't wasn't they, they kind of put them in with those bands, but they they were not at all like that. It was down and dirty rock, great guitars, great vocals uh, without the glitz and glam. And um, so yeah, Spread Eagle. If you haven't checked them out. Cool. Got to check that later. Hell yeah, my uh, so I, I I totally went through your your career, Ralph, with my picks, and we're uh, I'm getting to the latest from Primal Fear, and this track is Howl of the Banshee from Metal Commando. Uh-huh. So what was that? What was it like doing this latest album? It looks like you recorded maybe in Denmark. Yeah, we recorded the drums in Denmark. But like I, like I said before, everybody has his own systems at, at home. That uh, there's also the case for the guitarist, guitarist and, and Matt's bass and so forth. But we record the drums still in a big uh, real studio. That's hard, so to speak. And you know because you need the sound of the room and everything. So um, that came together for the new album as well. So everybody brought his stuff, his his files and and Jacobansen, which does an amazing job for us in Denmark put everything together and we had the drums as basics there and that's how we put uh, the songs together nowadays yeah and that also was the case for howl of the banshee great great album yeah thank you did did touring get cut short for that album with with the, the world happenings i was I, I was trying to remember exactly when that came out and it looks like that may have been an issue we did not play one show live with a new album mm-hmm. so that's it's a really it's a shame and uh, it's still getting now it's getting even harder and again to go out because the, the numbers are raising uh, again you know they're going they're going up the roof again it's not so easy to do any tours nowadays again so yeah it's a bummer 
I saw you did something recently, a recent release with Michael Schenker Group. Oh, yeah. Is that the first time you've worked with Michael or? Yes. And uh, there was uh, two songs on the last record. And for the next, oh, uh, that's a secret again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's exciting already. Just and little... it's great. I mean, I met Michael <laughs> Schenker as a fanboy when I was 16. And he, he, can't, he can't recall, but I can't recall. <laughs> He was in the house of our back then manager of Time Pace, and uh, he was he was doing the pyros for Scorpion, so he was he was uh, quite a friend of the band and everything. So Michael Schenker was there at the time at his house, and we were there as fanboys, not able to speak and just watching. <laughs> and he can't recall, of course, but, and and um, yeah, and, and now I'm singing on his album. It's just <laughs> it's a great awesome. story. Awesome, a great story. Jeremy, do you have a track or a track or tracks left for the playlist? I've got one left. Um, my other new one uh, off the new Tremonti album, Marching in Time, song called If Not For You. Uh, became a big Mark Tremonti fan over the last five years or so. Cool. Uh, his guitar playing and his, his vocal style I really enjoy as well. And, uh, good live band, caught him recently. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Where are we? We're at with the last tracks that Ralph is adding to the playlist. Yeah, I have to, two new ones. Let me stop. Oh, right. Uh, which I no long for. It's not so n new, but uh, it's new for me because I uh, just bought the album recently on iTunes. Because if I like something, I also I still buy stuff. So yes, I have the Avenged Sevenfold. Hail to the King. <laughs> <laughs> Quite catchy rhythm and melody. So when I saw the concert, I think it was five years ago when I was in Luxembourg and visiting, visiting some friends and they said, hey, there's the Avenged Sevenfold gig tonight. And I said, oh, yeah, let's go there. And I was in the audience uh, and, and watched, way to the Kings. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, as far as, you know, more recent groups to come out, the vocals definitely stand out there from from a lot of other music that's come out more recently. That's for sure. You guys put on a big show too. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. And what is the last track for Heavy Radio 43 playlist, Ralph? Well, I have also considered over the years the guitar playing of Wolf Hoffman of Accept, and he's just outstanding, fabulous guitar player, and I love it. Also, Mark singing now in Accept, and I know the guys. They're also friends, so that's that's a good thing. Also nowadays, that you don't don't only worship the music, also the guys behind it. So uh, I got from except Bloodbath Mastermind, which is just also great riffing, and I love the riffing of except. Me too. Uh, they've been long time long time guitar favorites of mine. When I was growing up, there was these guys that lived next door that had uh, Restless and Wild and balls to the wall and they would always be cranking those up and i don't know if they put the speakers in the window or something but it was so loud yeah uh, and that just put that in my head and that was back you know you'd wait around for for the rare except video to come on mtv late at night and yeah wolf's guitar playing is amazing yeah i love i love wolf's um his own records to the headbanger symphony um mm -hmm. and classical uh just awesome yeah. Awesome to hear when his guitar is at the forefront, too. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, excellent. That's this has been a great heavy radio 43 Ralph Sheepers. Check out ralphsheepers.com, Ralph Sheepers Vocal Works, and we're very excited when we we can hear this uh this mystery new new material. We'll uh definitely keep keep our listeners tuned in for that when we when we hear what that's all about. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again for your time. It's very very nice talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. And, you know, we'll keep the metal flag high and um, nothing can stop stop us. Not even this bloody pandemic, right? Yeah, can't wait till we can see primal fear on these shores again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool, guys. All right. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Ralph. It was great. Thank you.